Retro Rebel Gamecast episode 15 is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss retro gaming and related topics for your listening pleasure. Retro Rebel is released every week. Sometimes, sometimes we take a couple weeks off. But you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook at Temple of Geek and Twitter by using the handle at Retro Rebel Show. My name is Stacy, and joining me today, as usual, is Amanda. How are you doing, Amanda? Yeah, I'm good. Let's do this thing. Fantastic. Now we're back. So sorry about the delay. We, we took a couple weeks off, but uh, we're back. And, and uh, so let's just uh, go back and forth and talk about what we've been doing in the meantime. So what have you been playing, Amanda? What's happened? Well, you know, I've actually played quite a few things. I've, I've beaten Gears of War 4. Fantastic. Um, which was excellent. Really enjoyed that. Thought it was good. I kind of saw the ending coming there towards the end. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was really nice. It, it reminded me of the storyline back with Maria, kind of in an earlier game, and thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I've been playing Sunset Overdrive as well, which I think is a way far underrated game. It's total mix of Tony Hawk and a shooter and it's really a different, fun experience. And the kind of breaking of the fourth wall of tongue-in-cheek humor is really fun. Yeah. So I think people should play it. it it's free a lot of times like uh, or super discounted on the store because it's an old game. So pick it up if you like kind of skateboarding games mixed with shooters, you know, because that's what it is. Right. Um, and then we've been playing the fabled Mass Effect Andromeda, and I'm pretty sure I am 60 or so hours in, you know, or we're really going for full completionists, and I've gotten loads of diamond achievements, and well, I'd expect got a lot to life, say. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we'll definitely get to that shortly, because I've been playing that as well. Um, but uh, I, I have actually never played Sunset Overdrive. Uh, I'm it, it's not my type of game. I didn't really like Tony Hawk either, though. And that was not, I'm not a skateboarder. Do ride motorcycles. Don't really skateboard a whole lot. So, uh, it, it just was never something I was interested in. But I, I know that they're critically acclaimed games. Uh, I think that Sunset Overdrive was actually, as you said, uh, underappreciated, kind of underrated game. So, uh, it would be something I could put on my radar and definitely not something that I'm interested in playing in right now. I, uh, actually finished uh, Gears of War a couple weeks ago. I did not necessarily see the ending coming, um, but again, because of how broken up I played it, uh, I actually didn't even know I was at the end when I fought the final boss. So <laughs> when, I was, when I was at the end, and I was like, okay, I'm going to save it right here because you can save it right before you fight him. And and so I was just like, okay, that's a save point. And then I went in, and you know, you chainsaw the arms off. Spoiler alert! And then you're. And I mean, you're supposed to say spoiler alert yeah, beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You um, get to the end, you see a giant tentacle monster, and you're like, oh, this isn't the end. This no, isn't the no end. Chance. No, obviously this isn't. You know, you'd fought the Brumax and whatever, the, you know, the. it just didn't seem like, it definitely, had I played it 
sequentially and didn't stop as often as I did, I think I would have seen it as the end. I was like, oh, wow, this is Final Boss. Um, I was just like, okay. And you're like, okay, I guess this is the end. Um, so Come on, though. Helicopter rotor chop. Fantastic. For the win. For the win. Like, that is so cool. <laughs> I, I, I thought I really enjoyed that game, too. Much more so than I thought I was going to. Um, I was just going to play through it for nostalgia purposes, but I actually really enjoyed it. So, um, anyway, so that was I finished that game. I started Mass Effect, which we'll talk about in a, in a little bit. Uh, but the game that I finished most recently was a normal Lost Phone. Uh, I think I talked about this on a previous podcast. It's a mobile game, uh, and. Um, it's it's you know it's a puzzle game like like most of those games are and you know as I mentioned before for those that are, that don't know this game or didn't listen to the previous podcast basically uh, when you boot up the game it takes over your phone as if it is the background on your phone so you know just like you would interact with your own phone you have messages you can check email you can connect to Wi-Fi and stuff like that but it's all in this you know uh, this all all in this other universe so. Uh, you have to read the text messages to figure out how to access the the internet to connect to the Wi-Fi. So you, you you know by reading the messages you can figure out the the password. You connect to that, then you start getting a couple emails that weren't coming through when you weren't connected to the internet. You read those emails. You piece together the story to try to find out whose phone it was. Um, and kind of the story of this individual because what you get from the beginning is this person disappeared like the day of their birthday and you don't and and there is you know you get all these texts from your dad as soon as you connect to wi-fi you get a text from your dad that says you know where are you we're worried about you we haven't seen you and that's how it starts and then you go through all the texts and you kind of piece together the story um i really enjoyed it i I don't really want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't played it It, this is a (laughs) this would actually be my first game i've completed that actually came out in 2017 so, uh, <laughs> so it, it and from what I've read, it's getting it's critically acclaimed. So it's it could potentially be like a mobile game of the year. Um, and so I'm I'm glad that I that I got it. I'm glad I finished it. So I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't. But uh, I enjoyed the story. I kind of saw where it was going fairly early on, um, but it was a satisfying conclusion. Uh, and the way that you wrap it up is really it's actually pretty satisfying too. So. Um, you know, maybe in the future I'll, I'll spoil it or, or talk to you. Cause I, it's one of those games that I do want to talk about. It's one of those games I do want to talk about the ending. I just don't want to ruin it for anybody cause it, it hasn't been out a whole, you know, a long time. So, uh, That's that, fair. yeah. So, uh, that, that was the, the only game I finished, uh, but something I'm actually really looking forward to. I, I've, uh, been doing the, uh, the, the, uh, the build up to it cause I'm a huge blizzard fanboy. So no, I know uh, Hearthstone though is my is my addiction. It's my weakness, my crack, and I you know I, I still play it. I feel very accomplished when the month ends and I get my my new uh, card back. Also, and I find out that I'm like in the top fifty percent of all players because that's about as high as I've ever gotten <laughs> is rank fifteen, which tends to be around the fifty percentile uh, of players, um, somewhere around that. Anyway, uh, they were running a special that started, I believe, the 31st of March, that if you logged in every single day, you got a reward. Uh, the next expansion comes out, I believe, 
April 17th, maybe the 25th. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But it's uh, the Ungoro Crater. If you, anybody that's ever played Warcraft knows, uh, you know, Ungoro, uh, that it's kind of like this land that's lost to time. It's a bunch of dinosaurs. And so the newest expansion is going to, uh, for lack of a better term, expand on that. Uh, so you, I got a new card back today, or I actually got a new card today. I think today was the last day, though. So that was something that I've been doing and, and uh, just started uh, playing that again. Looking forward to that. But, uh, anyway, so that's what I'm playing. And uh, without further ado, I guess that brings us to our current topic of Mass Effect. So initial Hello. thoughts. Yeah, initial thoughts, Amanda. What do you think of what are you? Well, you're pretty far into it. So what do you think? So, yeah, I'm really far into it. Um, I have discovered all habitable worlds, and they're all at 100% viability. So I got a ultra-rare achievement for that. Um, basically, my strategy for playing has been whenever a new area unlocks, scan the entire available solar system first before kind of settling on a planet and then doing everything at that planet and then going and turning in all the missions. So what ends up happening from a mechanic perspective is that um, I do, I have like lots of open-ended quests, and then at the very end I go and turn them all in, so I get about 30, 40 minutes of, of cinematics and things like that, which I enjoy when right. I play because I want like lots of action, then I want to be able to relax and see what the result of everything I did was, basically. Yeah. Um, I, I've played every single Mass Effect, obviously, but it's been many years because the last one came out, what, five years ago? Yeah. Um, no, was it longer than that? Oh yeah, five years ago. Um, and my initial reaction when I booted it up, not knowing anything about any of the controversy because I got it pretty much on day one and I'd heard a little bit of murmurings that like something wasn't right with the animations, but I hadn't like, read any of the stories because I was worried about spoilers. I didn't even want to see what the characters looked like. I hadn't watched really any trailers for that reason. Wow. Um, and, you know, because I'm a huge fan and I didn't want anybody to cloud my opinion. But when I booted it up and was doing the character creation screen at the very beginning, I was like, the hair seems worse yeah. <laughs> than I remember it. Yeah. You know, like, but then I thought, oh, well, maybe there's something wrong with the, the game. It wasn't fully downloaded yet. So I thought, oh, maybe it just hasn't done all the textures and stuff because it was still downloading. I mean, I played it literally the second it became available. So I thought, oh, maybe that's what it is. But I'm going to be honest now, later on, now that I've seen the side by side comparisons between this game and the very first one, like over 10 years ago. I was totally right. The character model looked a million times better. Yeah. Like, forget the small details on the skin or whatever. Just when you look at the whole thing, zoomed out, it looks bad now. Yeah. Like, actually bad. Um, now, that doesn't ruin my enjoyment of Mass Effect the story per se, or like, you know, the exploration side of things or, you know, finding all the different quests or choosing the, the talking, you know, the, the RPG sort of options. However, I will say that 
normally I find the like romance subplots of these sort of games, especially like most recently Dragon Age Inquisition or The Witcher to be some of the more enjoyable parts of the game. Like I do actually like to form an attachment. I like to be quite interested in it in my mind. I'm like making more stories about my character and stuff like that. And um, I found that it's very hard to form any sort of interesting attachment with any of the human characters because they're all in uncanny valley territory so because they're human race you know what they should look like and like i can't keep myself from being like why are they staring off into the middle distance which makes it hard for me to give a crap about my character right which is nothing I've ever experienced before. You know, I feel like the graphics of this game, especially when it comes to the main character, which, let's be honest, is the one thing that should always be perfect. Right. Um, the graphics for the main character are sometimes so bad from an animation perspective that it totally kind of takes me out of things. None of the bugs are falling through the map, which I've experienced, takes me out as much as when they go, you know, when they jump away from an alien character, for example, like um, Yal or um, or the Asari. Uh, I would say more the Asari vo- voiced by the chick from Game of Thrones and less PB. Yeah. Um, because I think PB, they did something wrong with her as well. Um, but the Asari voiced by the character Marjorie Tyrell from Game of Thrones. Yeah. You have an interaction with her and the animations, the facial expressions, everything are right. Yeah. And then it zooms back to your character and you're making some sort of weird off into the middle distance sort of face. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I've never realized how important the main character having believable expressions is to the rest of it. Um, If the whole game was the main character's facial expressions being perfect and every other character being non-human, their expressions could be weird. And I think it would be fine because your mind is like, this is a strange character. So it doesn't look or behave. human. Um, but that that's my initial take. It hasn't stopped me from enjoying the game, but it has stopped me from forming the same level of character investment would normally have in a game of that sort of size. And it's jarring between the things that apparently weren't written by an algorithm, algorithm, which is like the main story elements. Yeah, the, they weren't written by an algorithm. They were finished by designers. Yeah. And the side missions and and some of the side dialogue, which was just written by a computer, and you can tell that it just wasn't wasn't up to scratch with with what you would expect. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think that's an important point. Is for everything I've listened to all the podcasts, and I tried to stay away from spoilers as well. I did watch all the uh, trailers for it though, because I wanted an idea, kind of what we were dealing with, you know, the direction we were going. I have played all the the Mass Effects. I enjoyed all of the Mass Effects. I am one of the few, probably, that actually was fine with the original ending. Um, oh yeah, I was fine with it too. Yeah, I thought they they owed me nothing else, uh, but I 100%. embraced everything that they gave me. But I didn't think. I didn't feel entitled. Um, so I was very much looking forward to this. 
uh, I liked the direction that they, you know, from everything I'd seen, my initial impressions, they were going, you know, in a different direction, different galaxy, uh, trying to expand the human race in the direction, you know, we were, um, you know, colonizing uh, these other planets. I thought all that sounded great. Um, I thought combat was always one of the things that they got, it got better in the first game. I went back and tried to play it horrible, just horrible combat. Um, that got much better. Uh, with the other games, especially Mass Effect 2, um, was that big, the biggest leap. So, when I got to, when I fired this game up, uh, and I'm playing it on Xbox, so that, I don't know if that makes a difference, uh, for some people's experience. But, I'm playing it on Xbox, and when I first started it, I got to create my character. And just like you, I did not. <laughs> my initial impression of my character's face and, and like the, the choices that you get, um, my Shepard in the other games, I felt like that's what Shepard was supposed to look like. Uh, Ryder in this game, I'm playing a male Ryder. Um, I had a really hard time trying to figure out what this character was supposed to look like based on my choices. Um, yeah. You know, it's like none of these seem to fit. What I what I pictured, so I ended up with a, you know, a really short hair uh, and a tattoo over their eye, and uh, you know, I, I'm I'm okay with the way it looks, but then you get to facial animations. So if we didn't have the facial anima- animations, and I just had what my character looked like, I think I would have been okay um, with that. But once you get into that it does kind of take you out of the game. Um, he's rolling his eyes for no reason, or uh, you know, or looking, staring off into the distance, or, and all of that, I've, I've recently read, and I don't know, um, how accurate this is, I believe it's accurate based on the source, but the facial animations in that part of the game was farmed out, so externally that was taken care of, it wasn't actually done with Bioware, um, or, or EA, someone else took care of that part of it, and it reminds me a lot of uh, Deus Ex, the first, the first, fir- the first game, how mm. you could play that game as a, as, as completely stealth, but then you would get to some of the boss battles and stealth wasn't an option. Like you had to go full steam ahead. And if you didn't develop your character that way, then you suffered. If you didn't play that style, there were a couple bosses that, that you had to come right at. And if you didn't play that way, then you were going to suffer in that. And what I learned later is a lot of the boss battles, or if not all the boss battles, were also farmed out. So they're building something, and the gameplay and everything that it's built around is being built by somebody else. So you've got kind of like two themes and that don't mesh yeah. well. And, and I think that's kind of what may have happened here, is you've got somebody who you're not able to communicate. They're building one thing, you're building one thing. When you put it together, doesn't work as well. You know, because maybe they're not on the same page. Maybe they're not communicating like like you should on something like that. That that should be integrated, and uh, and and uh, you know should be seamless. You know, and didn't seem to be that way. Um, I have not played as many hours as you have. Uh, I'm probably <laughs> about uh, twelve, uh, maybe ten, twelve hours into it. All right, okay. Yeah, and I'm I'm back on the space station, um, mm-hmm. and I'm doing. I've been. I'm probably exclusively done side missions so i just got to the point where i'm about to leave and go um do some research on that murder that was done on the space the first murder on the space station right 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 um 
And uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, I gathered all the intel, and now I've got it set up to go actually do research and look at the body and try to uh, finalize that and, and make a decision. But it's Mass Effect to me. So initially, mm-hmm. I'm excited to be back in the world. I'm a fan. Uh, I I haven't seen all the ones that you have, but I've seen videos and, and uh, gifs, 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 mm-hmm. gifs uh, of of uh facial animations and other like uh, quirky things that are happening uh in the game. Oh, well, like if if you start a dialogue and the person is standing yeah. behind you, your head flips upside down. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. That's not going to take yeah. you out of the game. No, not at all. I th- you know what's funny? Even if the animations were as intended, I think my other criticism is is that you regardless, do not have enough real character customization because what I've noticed is the character that I've created looks about 28, 30 years old. Yeah. And the facial expressions are ones that somebody maybe 18 would make. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, I think, what I find very strange is because you go right into the character creator with zero context. Had I known that I was the young daughter of a pathfinder, I would have made a character who looked younger. And then those expressions would make sense. The like angsty impatient faces and whatever I could have played with that. But now I've got a fairly serious looking middle-aged person making weird, goofy faces. Like it, (laughs) Yeah. It just it just doesn't fit. And I think, animations aside, there was not enough setup to understand. I mean, it's hard for me to remember original Mass Effect. But yeah. by Mass Effect 2 and 3, I knew what, like, the stature and gravitas of the character I was making was going to be. Yeah. Like, I knew that I was a specter. I knew that I was, you know, kind of a big deal. And you know, would be a bit serious as a general rule, you know, not campy and cheesy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, and I think... What, what were you, you going to say? I was going to say, like, I remember, for example, Fallout, that character creation process, you get some context before you start. So you know that the hair options for having, like, falling out bits of hair and whatever makes sense. Because you realize there's, like, a nuclear bomb and, like, things have went bad. Picking the game up from scratch with no context, because I hadn't watched any trailers and anything, I did not understand who the character was. They didn't tell me. And I made somebody that doesn't actually now that I'm almost 60 hours in make loads of sense. You know, it's, yeah. it's going to be off-putting even when they fix it. And, and I don't know that that's, that particular thing is fixable, in my opinion, just because, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the way I remember it from the first few games, they do a good job of giving your backstory. Like, you read it, you kind of select where you came from, your upbringing, and all that stuff is your backstory and to me it's how i made decisions so mm-hmm. you know i use that that information to base my decisions on on in this game and i know that that it was actually a turnoff for some people to play from a military perspective and i can get i yeah. can understand that 
in, in, in this game, you're a pathfinder, so you're more of a, an explorer. Um, mm-hmm. the, but the background on that, you, I don't really get, I, I didn't get it the sense at first, who, like you said, who your character is, what's his motivation. I, I get it that you're a, a, a pathfinder or whatever that is. Spoiler alert, case, you know, very early in the game, you become the pathfinder. You're not the pathfinder originally. Um, but, uh, but to know what that mean, what does that mean exactly? Like, I didn't understand, as you said, the gravitas. What is the gravity of what I am supposed to do? Like, even though they said it's kind of on your shoulders, and it was just like a flippant uh, cast. You know, it was just a it was a, a, a remark from one of the captains. Oh yeah, by the way, if you don't do this, we all die. You know, if you can't find us a planet to live on, it's over. You know, uh, by the yeah. and so. I, I was like, okay, well, that it, it. I didn't feel that gravity when I was. Oh, I. Oh, you mean I can't stay here on the space station and do these side quests? I need to get out there. You need to get out there. You got a dog. Yeah. You got a responsibility. You know. You need. To- yeah, I feel like there was a sense of urgency with the other games that you don't have here. Right, and that. Yeah, I definitely felt that too. And 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 we're probably reading into it more than we should. But I mean, that's to me. That was why I played it. You know, I. Felt yeah. I, I could get into the shepherd's shoes and I wanted to do the same with Ryder. What is his motivation? You know, so, and, and to be honest, and, and it could be me as well, but you know, the first few, uh, dialogue choices that you get, it gives you a legend, what those mean, like what the little symbols mean next to, uh, your choices. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I completely forgot what those mean. You know, the only one I remember is logical. You know, I remember the logical oh. one. Uh, so when I see that symbol, I'm like, okay, that's logical. The one with the heart's probably more emotional. Uh, the other ones I don't remember, you know, what that what they're supposed to mean. And I, and at this point, I don't even see how that affects my character's development. You know, I don't. Is it is it something that's going because I know uh, one of the mechanics in the first uh, three games was the whole Paragon Renegade, um, mm. and people people or maybe the developers uh, some people didn't like the fact that it was you know binary that you had the two Mm. but for me you could still be somewhere in the gray if some decision seemed to be a paragon decision to me the way i would make that decision for my particular shepherd i was more renegade though i played i if i had the opportunity to kick somebody off of a cliff i did it um or if he was a criminal and i don't have time to deal with this yes i shot him that was that was my way of doing it. Yeah. Um, on this one, you know, if they I, they do have like action buttons, but it doesn't give you any hint as to whether or not it's a good or a bad action. Right. And they do have fairly substantial consequences, regardless. Okay. Um, like I'm trying to think what game it is that gives you like a hint that it's like if you do this, this will happen. If yeah. you do this. This I, is it The Walking Dead, where they're like, if you do this, so and so is gonna stay here. Yes. But if you, yeah, 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 yeah. That I like better than what we get right now. When you get to a pivotal choice, you just get left or right, right. as an option, and you can't see, and, and no, no context. Yeah, context. There's no way to see what are the effects of this going to be. And sometimes that's okay. Like in the in the, I believe it's the first game. Maybe it's the second game where you have the opportunity. It's the first game where you have the opportunity. And is it the Ragni? 
the what is the what's the mm. race uh, that is kind of perceived to be really uh, kind of evil, and you have an opportunity to eliminate the whole race. Oh yeah, that that is it. That queen, it's that, the queen. that bug queen. Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole bug queen. Or if you don't, you know, and it will have an effect over the next two games. You know, you will mm. you will have a rachni, rachni, which is what it was. Yeah, the Ragni Queen. You could eliminate the Ragni Queen because these people tell you that you should. It's and they're really evil, and they make a compelling case. Or you don't, mm-hmm. and then you see the effects of that over the next two games, and and it actually uh, could could or could not benefit you. You know, just based on mm-hmm. that decision. So that's one of those where you're like, okay, I have a little bit of context. They've already told me that my decisions are going to affect. You know, be be uh, there's going to be a ripple effect across the next two games. Yeah, Whatever no, they, they could work. Yeah. They don't do that except in one instance. When you're in the vaults yeah. and you touch something yeah. that might make your exit difficult, okay. then they tell you. Okay. However, I found that actually has the effect of me not willing to touch things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, am I actually just going to be stuck in here? And then I've locked into a save that right. I can't overwrite. What does that mean? Like, that's actually made me super paranoid. Yeah. So I feel like. You know, if it said this is going to affect your escape, so reverse it before you trigger the purification field or whatever. Yeah. Then you know, and and another right. So spoiler alert. Have have you done your first outpost settlement first? No, I have not. Okay. Well, but you can. Go you ahead. get a choice. You get a choice yeah. of what kind of settlement you're going to do, which I think is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. like, is it military? Is it exploration? Is it science? You know, that sort of thing. I think that's awesome. Yeah? Yeah. And I was like, if this is the way this is going to go, this is going to be badass because I like everything to be equal. So I'm going to have one of these and one of these and one of these. Forget making that choice ever again. Oh, so they all are that way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good to know. I mean, we- honestly, if you didn't know that and you made that decision, I'd probably be pissed. You know, that now I don't have a choice. Now I can't make another one of the others. You know, so. Well, the funny part is, is that they never tell you that you don't get to make a choice ever again. It just, not only do they never mention it again, but that dialogue never happens again. Yeah. So it's not that, it's not that you even know that if you chose military, for example, they're now all military. You just, you chose the first one, and now we never speak of it again. You know? I don't know what all the other settlements are. I've got no clue. No one has ever told me. Yeah. They're just keeping you but in I'm the dark. But I'm the Pathfinder, apparently. Right, exactly. For whatever that means. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah, you know? I'm kind of a big deal. I like to think so, anyway, even if they don't respect me, or some of them bust my chops for your dad was better, or whatever. Yeah, um, but a lot of people hate the new alien race, and I think they're awesome. See, and I don't. Again, I'm. I have initial. My initial impressions are: Hey, they just want to kill me, so fuck them. You know. So, but oh, the bad guys. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. But yeah, no, they're just bad. They're yeah, they have no development whatsoever. Oh, good. So they're just generic alien humanoid that yeah. murder you. Okay. No, I mean the new companion race. A lot okay. of people don't like them. You'll yeah. you'll run into them very soon, but like a lot of people don't like them, and I think they are super awesome. And the second that I saw them, I was like, this is my romantic option forever. <laughs> you know, 
I don't know. I always liked all that stuff. Um, the I I kind of even I accept the throwaway line where they tell you that you know the um, you know the little jellyfish race and the other giant whatever alien thing race how they they're on another ship. That's why they're not here right now. You know they kind mm-hmm. of just say that so that way they don't have to bring them in yet and they can you know explore other races uh, and. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought all that was fine. I'm looking forward to that, and I haven't met the new race. In fact, I don't think I've met everybody in my crew yet either because I haven't gotten back on my ship. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so we'll... Uh, to be fair, I did the same thing with my first 12 hours. So okay. I was like, oh, this is like the Citadel. Citadel, I understand. Let's do all of <laughs> yes, this. <laughs> let's do what I can here. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind oh, of... Oh, wait, I'm... let's talk about the brother for two seconds. Okay. How long did I spend making his face or sister? Yeah. Yeah. I spent so long customizing that person. Guess what? Now, total waste of time. You do that before or after? Before. Okay. Yeah, you do it before. Remember, uh, because I felt like I had done it, and I can promise you, I took about as long as it takes to skip through that. So (laughs) I didn't. You know, I was like, "Oh, that looks fine." You know, oh, well, it's good that you didn't waste any time with it, because that was completely pointless. So, <laughs> you know, got, it, got about as, as much entertainment out of that as uh, a third of the time it took to make a space. So. Well, good, good to know. <laughs> yeah, for anybody listening, now you know, don't don't worry about your sibling. Uh, yeah. Just uh, let them be, whatever. Um, yeah, and, you know, and other little things. I've uh, Some of the dialogue, you know, that will be happening around you, seems out of place sometimes you'll be speaking Mm. to someone who will give you uh dialogue choices that actually are supposed they're supposed to give you after the quest line but instead they give it to you before the quest line um (laughs) so you have to reload stuff like that there it's it's super buggy but i've really enjoyed it so and it's still mass Mm -hmm. effect it's not enough to it's not enough to keep me from playing i feel if you like mass effect you will enjoy this game. That's that's uh, that would be my final twelve hours in uh, analysis uh, review of the game. What do you think? What 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 would be your uh, your your I guess review sixty hours in suggestions for people out there listening? Well, I would say what my review is is if you like Mass Effect, you are gonna like this. Just. You just will. It's more Mass Effect, which is what you wanted. So that's good. I will say pro tips. Um, when you land on a new planet, do all the vault stuff first. In my mind, I felt like that was like main story arc content. So I was like, I'm going to do all the side missions and stuff. But the fact of the matter is, if you do the monolith vault thing first, then the planet's habitability makes it so that you can just run around everywhere and do the side quests ten times as fast. So, like, order efficiency-wise, the way that I do things when I land on a planet, I go around the main base, I collect every single quest that I have access to, so it all shows up on the map. Then I go out, I open up all the spawn points by driving around. Then I do the monoliths so that it's habitable as far as, like, you're not going to step out of the ship and, like, immediately take damage. Yeah. And then do all the side quests. It, if you want to do full completionist and see all of the content, that, in my opinion, is the fastest way to execute the map. Um, because you you need the spawn points to quickly jump from place to place. So you just spend a few minutes running around doing all that. 
and then do the monoliths so that there isn't any environmental effects that negatively damage your health. Right. Okay. No, I think that's very good advice. Very good advice. Well, that particular topic uh, is um, brought to you by audible.com. And uh, I think, as uh, we mentioned earlier in our intro, Audible is offering a free audio download, audiobook download, that is, for you, li- the listeners of Retro Rebel Gamecast, with a free Audible trial, 30 days, uh, to give you an opportunity to check out their services. Amanda, what is our recommendation uh, this week for our listeners for audible.com? It is The Walking Dead, Rise of the Governor. It is a debut novel. Um, based on the original Walking Dead graphic novels. It is a standalone backstory of the infamous Governor character, and there's several novels in this series, so check them out in honor of the series finale. Fantastic, yeah, uh, which I enjoyed, although I felt like they drew out that uh, that whole plot line a little bit longer than they needed to. Beside the point, you can head over to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast to get that free title now, or you can choose from over 180,000 other titles today. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. Well, we went a little long on that particular topic, but I felt like it was necessary. We're kind of in the conversation now with uh, Mass Effect, and and I know a lot of people are are just now getting to it. There have been a ton of good games that have come out, so uh, I know some haven't had a chance to get to it. So, Closing thoughts, anything that you're looking forward to, even if it is finishing Mass Effect, any games coming out uh, in the near future that you're looking forward to? Well, there is that um, Horizon Zero Dawn, is that yeah. a word? Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> that, uh, that one looks really cool, and I am looking forward to playing that after I finish Mass Effect. I would have to agree. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um I don't know that I'm going to get to it yet. It'll probably be later in the year. Uh, but a game that I am actually really looking forward to is uh, Prey. Um, another one of those games that... Uh, That's old school. I used to play that on PC like years and years ago. Yeah. Like maybe 15 years ago, maybe? Well, it's it's new. You know, um, it's, it's a new Bethesda release, definitely. Uh, if you haven't checked it out... Um, it's coming out in May, so it, it's going to be. It's still a ways off, but I'm I'm looking forward to to playing it. I've seen a lot of the uh, videos for it, a lot of uh, you know gameplay videos and and uh, production explanations of kind of what's going on in the world. Uh, I'm trying not to ruin it too much. It is a first person shooter, uh, which is not always my genre, but it it, it looks interesting. So uh, it's a game I'm looking forward to playing. So. With that, that wraps up our episode of Retro Rebel Podcast. I want to thank Amanda for joining me on this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to see more of us, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon slash Temple of Geek and follow us on Twitter at Retro Rebel Show. Any questions or comments, feel free to email us at RetroRebel at templeofgeek.com and head over to iTunes or Stitcher and rate our show because that helps us a lot. Until next time, see you later. See ya.